Bonjour and welcome to another episode of Street Focus, an ongoing exploration of urban photography. I'm your host, Valérie Jardin. I promised you that we would do a special show about small town street photography. So today I invited two photographers, one familiar voice on Street Focus, Ken Lyons, who lives in a small town called Kapunda in southern Australia. And I love that word, Kapunda. And a new guest on the show, Monty Montgomery from Oshkosh, Wisconsin. So I'm, ho I'm hoping that uh, the, small, uh, the small town street photographers uh, in the street focus audience will find tips on how to make the best of their streets. And uh, hopefully the, the big city photographers out there will come out of this with fewer excuses. To, uh, for not hitting the streets. So welcome, guys. Welcome, welcome Valerie. <laughs> so, uh, well, Monty, let's start with you. You're, you're the new voice on the show. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, Valerie, um, I live in, as you said, Oshkosh, Wisconsin, population of about 60,000. And I've been a photographer, amateur photographer, since the early 70s. A friend of mine um, had a SLR camera and took a really cool panning picture. And when I saw that picture the next day, I went out and purchased a DSLR, or not a DSLR, an SLR. Mm -hmm. And um, I was hooked from day one. And um, I was uh, one of the persons that always thought that bigger is better, so I continued to purchase equipment through uh through the decades and the bigger was always better and i wound up with um big nikon cameras a d800 with a grip and three big lenses and um i was carrying all that equipment around when i discovered i was a street photographer and about the same time i discovered Uh, podcasts and i was uh listening to a podcast by this uh frederick uh fella and he had the same gear i did and i warmed up to him right away <laughs> but literally the next show he started talking about mirrorless cameras and uh, the ground shook a little bit and on the third podcast i listened he he started talking about this woman in Minneapolis, this street photographer, and she had this tiny camera. And Valerie, I went to your website and I was blown away by what you could do with a little camera. So that changed my world. I switched from the big cameras to uh, small mirrorless cameras, and I've been shooting Fuji ever since. And now you're shooting with the Fuji X70, right? That's the, type, that's the baby of the line. It's about the smallest camera you can have, yeah. and uh, I, I just love that camera. I love the flip-up screen. I shoot from the waist a lot, and as you know, that camera doesn't have a viewfinder, but I don't miss it uh, at all. That's awesome. Well, welcome. Welcome to the show. So Oshkosh is not exactly tiny, tiny, but is it a lot of rural areas? I mean, like outskirts and then a small downtown? Uh, yes, there is a small downtown. Like, like many cities... Um, it had a vibrant downtown when I grew up. That's where we went. We went downtown Friday nights and shopped and Saturdays we shopped. But uh, through the years, like many cities, 
the big box stores moved in along the highway and right now the frontage road is lined with stores that could be found in in any city mm-hmm. and the downtown although there are some great shops down there it, there there just isn't much traffic anymore okay. great um ken welcome back thank you very much valerie it's good to be back again so you're in kapunda I'm going to pull you up on that one. It's very close. It's Kapunda. that's actually close to the pronunciation of its original name. <laughs> it's Kap- Kapunda. Kapunda. Um, you, you have to be a little bit Australian and put the, just the K, and then there's no A in there, so it's just Kapunda. Okay. And comes from an original Aboriginal Australian Aboriginal word, Kapiunda, Kapiunda, double O, which means watering hole. Okay. Um, so, so yeah, that's how so it started. A little bit, <laughs> it was a, a water history hole. for you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. And, yes. and that's so, pretty tiny. It is. Um, the the last census um, is 2011, I think, and uh, we had an official population of 3,125. Wow. So, so it's tiny. <laughs> Very tiny. So it's one main street. Exactly, yeah. There's um, one main street that I can literally walk from one end to the other in 10 minutes. Okay. And um, sometimes not see another breathing person. (laughs) (laughs) Tough place to be a street photographer. It gets a little bit hard sometimes, but yeah, that's life. So, well, let's let's get started in Kapunda. I said it wrong again, probably. Uh, where? So, how how do you survive as a street photographer when uh, you see the same <laughs> three people every day? <laughs> well, it does get a little bit hard to to get out and and do street photography in my town. Um, otherwise, you do. You end up with. Uh, a portfolio of um, the same three people <laughs> all the time. So you know, it's, it's a little bit hard to get out and do that. But it is a little bit of a tourist area, so we do get tourists that come through. Um, and, I mean, I joke a little bit about only seeing one or two people in the street. I mean, literally, if I walk along the street, I might see, I don't know, 10 people <laughs> in the street. Depending on big, how hard it is. Yeah, or, or like today was quite cold, so when I went to the street to uh, to go to the post box, um, I think I saw three people. <laughs> so it was quite cold and wet, very very stormy, so they were all at home. But it, it's it's hard to do street photography here. Most people that that live in town know me or know of me, know who I am, and they're they're not. Um, not sort of frightened when they see me walking around with a camera. Um, but they're also, it's a small, very small rural community, so not everyone likes to have their photograph taken and they wonder why or what you're doing with it. And so because I live here, it's a small location. I don't tend to do a lot of street photography in my town. I do other photography. I, I do um, some a little bit of architectural work. I do... Um, commercial work here for um, for businesses and, and families. But if I wanted to shoot street, I gen- generally jump in the car and uh, drive a little way out of town to um, to a bigger location. Okay. And um, so do you ever do street in your city or in your town or you just don't even try anymore? Or do you work on projects uh, or events or...? 
yeah, generally on events, um, like you know, you know, things like um, uh, the, the, the annual Christmas time, end of year, they have a, a they close the main street, and we have essentially a, a fun fair in the main street. Mm-hmm. So um, those types of events, I get out there, get get my camera out, and I walk around and I do street photography, um, whether it be candid or, or walking up and doing post photographs, post street portraits with people. So when there are events on like that or, uh, or other events in the library or around town, I can get out and do some street, but I can't just go, oh, today I think I'll go do some street photography. I feel like doing street photography. I'll just go for a walk into the main street yeah. because there may not be anyone there. Okay. So it has to be a little bit more planned. Yeah. Wow. Um, Monty, how about yes. you? Do you go out well, every day? I mean, I, 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 try, I see you on social media. You, you post every day. Yes. I try to walk four or five miles a day, and my camera is by my side always. And after listening to Ken speak, I'm going to stop complaining about how small Oshkosh is. <laughs> my I've, gosh. Been to, I've been to Oshkosh, so... Um, <laughs> I know how big it is. <laughs> yeah, you have you have some real challenges, but um, I run into the same issues you do. Same people, same buildings, same intersection, same windows, same alleys. And um, I've had people uh, say to me, "Well, how many times are you going to take my picture?" <laughs> and you know, until I get a good one. But um, um, yeah, um, and I can go on my four or five mile walk and only see one or two people. I always try to walk through the university. We're fortunate to have um, uh, a pretty large university here in town. But right now, the kids are all home and there's nothing going on there. Um, but um, So how do you set out? I mean, you set out in the morning. Do you have something in mind? Or do no, you no. just completely let the street surprise you? Whatever happens, happens. Okay. I, 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 I don't set an agenda. And even we, I'm a member of a photography club and we do photo shoots and um, all the strange photo shoots that many clubs do. We have models. We'll go to zoos and we'll go to old buildings. And I'm always the guy looking in the other direction. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for something else. Yeah. So you just you're drawn to street photography almost exclusively exclusively yes yes if uh and architecture is nice but in my mind it has to have a person in the picture to make it real yeah yeah but oshkosh also uh, has this i mean everybody's heard of oshkosh wisconsin because of the big airplane gathering tell us a little bit about that well yes for a week oshkosh turns into a crazy town um, the attendance at the EAA, I think last year was 500,000, 600,000. Wow. But uh, it's I like Sturgis in South Dakota when they it, have uh, it's, <laughs> the yes, motorcycle it's rally. It's absolutely crazy. There's no peace in town. The airplanes are always flying and making noises. And um, it has become a confined event. It used to be there was a lot of spillover in town and people would be going to yard sales and that sort of thing. But it's mostly become uh, a south of town event. Okay. And I usually don't go out there. I may go out this year, but it's, it's wall-to-wall people. Yeah. Unless you want to do something like uh, Bruce Gilden and get in someone's face, um, you're going to have trouble getting 
a nice setting yeah and a nice person in it okay so it is uh you have to it it's in a area where you actually have to pay an entry fee to get into how does yes. that work okay so That's it's not i thought it would be like all over the town but it's not oh no Nope, nope, nope. Okay. nope. Oh, well, that's they too have bad. They a yeah. huge fence around the airport, and, uh, and, and it's quite expensive. Yeah. I, uh, day pass, I don't know, it's $30, $40, something like that. Okay, so it's something mostly people come to to attend, but the locals, a little bit like Sturgis, everybody leaves town in Sturgis. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> and rents many out their people, homes. Many people rent their homes out and yeah. leave town. Yeah. But Oshkosh does one nice thing. We Well, we do many nice things, but one of the nice things is we have a farmer's market. Mm-hmm. And Saturday morning, I am always at the farmer's market. And um, that is really fun because everyone's in a good mood and people generally don't mind me photographing them. But one of the problems I have is that everyone knows me and this last Saturday, I walked one block, and it took me over an hour to get through that block. And it's not because I was setting up a scene to take a photograph. It's because I met people. And yeah. you know me. I like to talk to people. And that's part of the – that's actually part of the real fun of street photography for me yeah. is spending these, uh, these five or ten minutes with someone I don't know. And mm-hmm. someone I may never see again. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I think that's a great part of street photography for anyone. It's just I'm a bit of a people person as well. So it's great to just stop and talk to someone that you've never met before and, and just have a conversation, share a little bit of life, and then move on. Yeah. And it's amazing yeah, it's, what strangers will tell you or what you will actually tell strangers. <laughs> it is, <laughs> isn't it? Yes, yes. <laughs> One of the things I always try to remember is to look behind me because I tend to just set my sights two blocks down the road and there I go. But I try to remember to turn around and see what's going on back there. We have a, a river running through town and typically people are fishing on the river. And a couple weeks ago, I was on my typical daily walk, and I saw a woman sitting on, or standing on the river, and I kind of liked the scene. The, she had two fishing poles uh, stuck in the ground, and they were up in a kind of a V, and she had very interesting hair, really tight braids, and you know, the battle rages in my head. Do I need another picture of someone fishing? And I I decided no. And I walked past her and I turned around. And as I turned around, she put her foot up on this tree stump. And the whole scene changed. It changed from a person fishing to someone that owned the river. She she was this larger-than-life person standing there, and there was a bridge behind her, and, and the structure of the bridge kind of, in my mind, reinforced her. And, uh, you know, I, I had I not turned around, I wouldn't have seen her. And as soon as I saw her, I held my breath and walked quietly towards her because it's, you know, wide open, no trees, uh-huh. nothing to hide behind. And when I got in position, maybe five, 10 feet from her, I kind of shuffled my feet. And just as she was turning around and she has that look of, uh, what is this guy doing? I, <laughs> you know, I, I got the picture. Yeah. And, and it's so funny when I look at my Lightroom when I bring the pictures in, I'll have the back of someone's head, someone turning, 
someone looking at me in the good shot. And then there are three or four pictures of that person laughing at me. You know, I, I, I am not good at stealthy photography. Did uh, but, uh, did she uh, did she talk with you after or not? Yes. Okay. Yes, and it was. I look at speaking to someone, and I just tell them, "Why am I taking their picture?" Yeah. You know, when I saw her there, I said, "Oh, your hair is just beautiful." And she was, and people are more than happy to tell yes. them about tell us about their hair, about their clothing, because. They're proud of it. They're flattered, yeah. Yes. And, oh, I learned that um, she has arthritis and it takes her uh, 10 hours to do her hair. It used to take her six hours wow. and she's from down south. And we just had this wonderful conversation. And when I left, I, I walked away. I thanked her and I had just turned around and she said, and thank you for taking my picture. Oh, so, I love it. I Yeah. And, oh, and, and. On top of that, I, I think I got a good picture out of it. But the, the, the taking of the picture, the interaction was, was, was what made that fun for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, that, that's wonderful. It's a great story. Uh, Ken, do you, I mean, occasionally you still just walk down the street with your camera. Do you still have those, uh, those encounters, even in that small of a town? You do, but very, uh, very rarely, I'm yeah. afraid. But yeah, you do. I mean, um, you, you'll walk along and you'll see someone, and you've seen them there before, and many times, and you think, but, well, no, I'm not, not going to take the photograph. But then something will be different. Yeah, the light might be taking, different or something. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's always something. It might be, you know, where they're standing, the the angle that they're standing at, the angle of the sun or the reflection in the window, something a little bit different, and it just makes you sit up and take notice, and you, you take the photograph. Yeah. So, yeah, you do. You, you still take them, but not like it's certainly not a daily thing for me to get out there and, um, and shoot straight in the town that I live in. Now, um, do you ever, um, because every town has a mailman, a, a fire station. I mean, you can do some documentary work. Uh, and tell a story of the firefighters, for example. Is that something you've ever considered doing in such a small town, uh, Ken? You, you know, I, I haven't considered the firefighters per se, but um, there's a, a project that I'm, I'm mulling over in my head at the moment, which is going to various businesses within town mm -hmm. and just using the available light not going to worry, you know, not worrying about setting up strobes and all that type of thing. Essentially, doing street portraits, but in their workplace, so they're, they're do, doing environmental portraits. So the baker, you know, baking bread in the in the ovens and and or the you know the firefighters, the the police officer, um, people working in the shops behind the counter, just various people in in different occupations, and just trying to capture. The essence of what they do and the essence of what makes a small town. Yeah, I think that's a great idea because it doesn't matter what size uh, of a city. I mean, obviously, if you're in a big city, you're going to do it at a neighborhood le level, which is going to be mm -hmm. the equivalent to a small town. So it's something that anyone can do in any size uh, city, really. Uh, Monty, have you ever done anything like that? No, I haven't, but I'm considering. I have something in the back of my head. 
Oshkosh um, is mostly a white middle-class town, but there is an African-American population that just is under the radar a little bit. And I'm considering doing some sort of photography essay of what it's like to be an African-American in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. Interesting. I think that would be, that would really push me to my limits. And I think it would be a good thing for me. Mm-hmm. I think that's the type of project where you can learn something about that part of society, but also learn something about yourself and um, photographically and, and um, emotionally or you know, your own values. So I think it's a great project. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not sure how to go about it. This is, <laughs> that would be a very scary thing for me, but I'm, I'm good at, street photography has taught me how to speak to people that I don't know and how to make them feel relaxed. So yeah. I have a little background in that area. Yeah, I think the <laughs> I mean, way you, you'd approach it is, is start making friends in the, yeah. those neighborhoods without the camera at first and, and slowly right. introduce the camera. Yeah, and if um, if they have a neighbourhood church or something like that, go there and and speak to the the um, the preacher and sort of get to know him or her because they would have uh, sort of tentacles feelers out into the community mm-hmm. a lot more than um, than other people may. So I think that's a good place to start to yes, yes. to sort of form relationships and then sort of filter out from there yes i am i'm also a, um, a, a volunteer at a um at a recovery club here in town uh, a drug and alcohol abuse recovery club and i think i could sneak in that way also yeah yeah, yeah. no that's a that's a good idea because i i i mean i'm lucky to be near a, a quite large city i mean within minutes and um, and to travel around the world so much during the year that I don't really have the, I mean, I feel like I always get my fix of big cities, um, so I really can't complain. But I always imagine living in a small, small town or even focusing on a project in a neighborhood. And um, that's really the way to approach it when, when you're in an environment that's so so limited in, in numbers and, and streets. Because, I mean, when you live even in Minneapolis, I mean, it's not huge, but you can say, okay, today I'm just going to hit downtown, or I'm going to hit uptown, or I'm going to walk by the lakes. Or, I mean, you can focus several hours in just one neighborhood. So it's ever-changing. You'll never run into the same people. I mean, you will occasionally, but uh, there is the neighborhood feel. Uh, but yes, when you're in a, in a town where you can you can walk within an afternoon and cover it all pretty much <laughs> you need to become very very creative but i think those limitations will actually make you a better photographer i agree 100% i'm challenged all the time when i see one person walking down the street i'm always thinking what can I do creatively to make this person interesting walking down the street? And 90% of the time I come up with nothing. But the fact that I'm always looking at every interaction photographically, I think does a world of good for me. Mm-hmm. It, it does. It, make, it makes you actually see what's there. A lot of people look around 
but they don't see what's in front of them. You know, the, the old saying, you can't see the wood for the trees. It's there for a reason. People look, but they don't absorb. They don't actually take notice of what's in front of them. We see, I guess we see so many things in, in our daily life. You walk around and so much flashes before your eyes that you just sort of tune it out. Yeah. And um, I think when you're walking around with a camera and you're deliberately looking for things to photograph or people to photograph, it does, it makes you slow down and it makes you look and actually absorb and see what's there. So I think it's it's great. It's a great way to get out and actually see the world. And, and even if you don't get the shot, at least you saw it and, and you learn from that. Um, yeah, I'm always surprised how many people, even if I'm with friends or non-photographers and non-photographer fa- friends or family and and I see something and then I grab the shot and when they see it later on, they said, wow, how did you see that? I was right there. I didn't see it. It's because we're, as street photographers, we scan around us all the time and we're so in tune with everything happening. Um, you do, I, you sort of see things out of your peripheral vision, don't you? Yeah, yeah. I, yes. I, so I, I keep thinking it would be pretty hard to pickpocket us. Because, <laughs> because we're so aware of what's happening around us at all times. <laughs> well, you have that wonderful story of someone trying to grab your camera out of your camera bay. Yes. yes, that was last year uh, or two years ago in Chicago. Yeah, <laughs> the guy had his hand in my, in my, on my Fuji X100S at the time. Uh, he had his hand in my bag and, oh, I hit him. <laughs> I pushed him off the train before the train door closed, and he didn't know what was happening to him. I did not know I would react so violently. He didn't know who he was dealing with. <laughs> like, uh, no, so but- he was trying to take the beloved Fuji. I <laughs> know. <laughs> so, yeah, I, it's like we are really aware of everything around us. I mean, the, we're so aware of, of light and, and expressions and gesture and... Yes. It, it, it's a, but it's such a wonderful way to live, you know. I, I feel that I can't even imagine not having that. Uh, Monty, yeah, I bet it, you can't either. <laughs> oh, when I don't have my camera, if I forget my camera or if I get to the car and I'm two blocks away from home, it's I turn around and go get my camera. Oh, yeah. It's just with me all the time. Yeah. Yes. And um, – my wife is so much more accepting these days because I took my D800 out with a 70 to 200 zoom lens on it and the grip and we'd go out to dinner and I'd slam that thing <laughs> on the table and it would, you know, it would be a place setting in its own. Yeah. So she's very happy to see that I'm uh, using a pocketable camera these Good. days. <laughs> Yeah, much different with the 800. I, I had Nikon or Nikon gear um, as well up until uh, beginning of April, and I sold it all, and I'm full yeah. Fuji now. Good for um, you. Yeah, I mean, I've had the X100S for about three years, but I've gone all out Fuji now, so I sold all my Nikon gear. But um, a huge difference in, in size, and um, I was actually using an X70 tonight on the photo walk. It was... A photo walk hosted by Fujifilm Australia and and um, Photo Co Camera House, I think it was in um, in in Adelaide, one of the camera stores. So the, there were a lot of Fuji cameras there, and um, I got the opportunity to use the X70 
So I, I used that all night tonight, just walked around playing with it and, and really enjoying it. It's a great little camera. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I feel like my camera is like, uh, and I've said it before, it's like a... Uh, uh, how do you call that? A security blanket or a safety blanket? You know how a kid always carries a, a blanket with, and mm -hmm. and that's how I feel about my camera. I I, I seriously have anxiety if I don't have it with me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, I'll go I, out I'll to dinner. To. I better have the camera with me, or I won't enjoy. It. <laughs> and people around me probably won't enjoy their evening either, as well. Uh, if I'm with non-photographers, that is, and I know it can be considered. You know, a little rude, but hey, if 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 I'm happier, everybody around me is going to be happier too. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> and you know, if you don't have your camera with you, there's going to be that perfect Pulitzer Prize winning photograph <laughs> waiting for you. Exactly. You exactly. never know. <laughs> yeah. And people have to learn to compromise. You know, yep. if, if a photographer doesn't have their camera, they're just not in the right frame. So. Okay. Yes. They have to compromise and let us have our cameras with us. That's right. Yeah. Okay. And or we just and that's really one of the main reasons why I uh, I started my workshop is to be able to hang out with photographers, you know, and photographers only for several days, several weeks every year. And uh, when you don't have and you both have been on workshops um, where you don't have to explain yourself, you know, you could be in the middle of a conversation with other people at dinner and, and taking pictures and not even looking at each other at all all night because you're busy taking pictures, but it's okay. Nobody gets offended. Nobody cares. <laughs> or, or you're walking along the street in the middle of a sentence and you just stop talking and, and start taking photographs and <laughs> yeah. yes, then pick up the conversation where you left off. Yeah, it's, it's perfect. Yeah, no we've dramas. Had many of those. So, so, so Ken, you go on, you go on photo adventures uh, as as much as you can. Do. Um, and yeah, from Australia, one, one you you go to other big cities in Australia or or to Europe or wherever. Uh, so, is that your is that what keeps you keeps things fresh for you is to travel as much as you can? Yeah, it is. I mean, uh, and travel doesn't have to be to Europe or to the US or you know to the other side of the world for me. Um, I love traveling, and I love I, I could li literally live in Europe. I, I love being in Europe. The the photography there just to me seems to be better than everywhere else, um, but. I, I enjoy traveling, whether it be 30 minutes in the car or an hour drive in the car like it was tonight to uh, to Adelaide, which is our capital city, or sometimes a short plane to um, to Melbourne or Sydney, other cities around Australia. Mm -hmm. So I, I travel where and when I can and, um, and get photographs that way, and that sort of keeps me, you know, from, you get um, re, rejuvenated and, and ready to go again and then you come back and, and post-process or do other things that you need to do and then you go on your next little adventure and so, yeah, it keeps, sort of keeps the, the ball ticking over or the yeah. clock ticking over. And it's, uh, it's all about the camaraderie and being with like-minded mm -hmm. people as well. Mm -hmm. That's right, yeah. And, I mean, to me, I mean, street photography, I'm, I'm – quite happy to to be in a group but i mean as a street photographer it's very hard to hunt in packs so you know it's it's a, it's a bit hard to go out with sort of eight or ten people and do street photography 
I, I will go out with a group of eight or ten people on a photo walk and we'll sort of split up and yep. and we will talk and we'll meet up in you know on a street corner in 10 or 15 minutes and you know then we'll split up again and get back together and do all that type of thing but I'm also just as happy to get in the car drive for 30 minutes or an hour to a location and then get out and, and just wander by myself mm-hmm. with the camera and yep. um, just see see what what comes to me, what um, uh, what I what I see, what I pick up, just let whatever happen happen. Really, that's right. Yeah, and Monty, you you don't travel so much, but occasionally you come to Minneapolis. So that the is Minneapolis closer for you or, than Chicago? No, Minneapolis is further. Oh, it uh, is. Minneapolis is about a four and a half five hour drive. Chicago is maybe three. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Yeah. So do you come to Minneapolis more often or Chicago? Oh, definitely. Minneapolis. My daughter and granddaughter live in Minneapolis and I get to Minneapolis as often as possible. Yeah. And I see you uh, when you come here once in a while. Yes. But and I just want to add that just because you're in a big city doesn't mean you're going to get great photographs. Mm When I visit Minneapolis, I'm all upbeat, and I I think that uh, the world is going to be out there for me. I've gone on photo walks in Minneapolis for two or three hours and come back, and it's the same crappy pictures I can take in Oshkosh. Mm-hmm. So just because there's a lot of people doesn't mean you're going to get good photographs. That's so true. So true. Yeah. 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 And, and we've kind of uh, downplayed small towns, but there are advantages to street photography in small towns because you can get to know the city. You know you know where the reflecting windows are. Mm-hmm. You know what looks good at sunset. Um, I know at uh, quarter to eight, uh, there's going to be a lot of foot traffic between a parking lot on CP Street and um, the place of business a block away. So uh, if it's raining and windy, I'll go down there and hang out there and try to catch people running in the rain or uh, umbrellas being blown inside out. Mm-hmm. So knowing your city is is a real plus too, and that's an advantage in a small town. That's so true. And you have a long winter, so you have a completely <laughs> different sets of images, you know, throughout the seasons. Yep. Yep. And, and for me, it doesn't matter whether it's uh, 90 degrees like it was this last week or uh, 20 below. Uh, I'm out there with my camera. Mm-hmm. Just talking. extra batteries. <laughs> extra, extra batteries. And, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, but, Did you Have you ever got into trouble, Monty? Since you're always, uh-huh. uh, like you said, you, you shoot on campus a lot. And I know yes. security is usually tight on, on uh, campuses. Yes, the campus police know me personally. Okay. They follow me on Facebook. They are, they've been to my webpage. Um, yes, typically it's not the person I'm photographing because I have this personality where when I take a person's picture, I can make them feel comfortable yes. and I will delete the picture if they want to. But what happens is a passerby will see this creeper old guy with a small camera looking inconspicuous and they will call security okay yes and so they 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 come but they already know who you are 
oh, they call me and, you know, they'll say, Monty, were you on campus uh, last night? Yep. <laughs> were you over by the union? Yep. Did you take a picture of a girl on a white bike? Yep. What were you up to? And, you know, the usual stuff. Okay. They are very accommodating. Okay. They they know they know what I'm up to. And the not only the campus security, but the the campus um publicity that's not the right word the the department the outreach department they know me and they're more than happy to have me take pictures because i think like you valerie i take photographs and if it makes a person look compromised if it makes them look like uh, if it's embarrassing or something then you won't yeah i don't publish that stuff Mm -hmm. I, i want my photographs to be a reflection of the world that i would like to live in yeah yeah not so much uh the world as it is yeah and no i i that's that's great and and also i mean the security they know that you're in your rights you're in a public place you're not doing anything wrong um so they they respect that um and you you know they're educated about what street photography is about usually it people don't know and and i think it's okay for people to be a little suspicious i mean you know we know there are a lot of weird things happening out there so i think when people feel like something is off and they see somebody take pictures of some young people walking down the street and they they feel like it's suspicious yes they they should you know contact their authority i mean that's their responsibility as citizens don't you think oh i agree and i'm not going to stand on the street corner and or argue first amendment rights with yeah. someone uh, you know, it's just not worth it. There are, even in a small town, mm-hmm. there's another picture around the corner. Yeah, oh, exactly. And and uh, it's all about being respectful, never to be confrontational back, uh, because that's giving us a really bad rep. And, and there mm-hmm. are a lot of confrontational street photographers out there, and they have no right to be confrontational if somebody confronts them and is not happy with them taking their picture. You, uh, you, you just have, yeah. You just have to look on YouTube, and and you'll you'll see, you know, videos on that are posted by photographers about, you know, it's my constitutional right to be able to take photographs in a public place. How dare you tell me to delete the photograph? I'm not going to delete it. Yeah. And they just get so irate and carry on. Well, yeah. to me, life's too short to be angry. So, yeah, exactly. Um, if they don't want a photograph, delete it. Yeah. Move on, have a nice day, find something else to photograph. Yeah, I mean, if if, if nothing else, just explain what you're doing. And most people will be appeased by that um, and will be, um, is that how you say it? Will be, yeah, yeah they, they'll be okay yeah. with that. Um because they don't, they don't know, you know, what you're doing. But if you explain to them that you're documenting life on the streets of your city, and and you saw this interesting interaction or um, beautiful light, whatever, most people will be pleased, and you know, you have the ability to show them on the back of, of the camera. But hey, if they have a big problem with it. Uh, why why ruin their day? Why such a bad, you know, make it such a bad experience? It's a bad experience for them. It's a bad experience for you. Why would you even want to use that picture? That's what I'm wondering. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I mean, I've only had, in, in all the street photographs that I've taken, I've only had one person tell me that they wanted the photograph deleted. Mm-hmm. And I, I did. I mean, the, 
there's no point keeping the photograph. You're not going to use it for anything. That's you know, maybe, maybe you might look at it and go, oh, yeah, that's the person that um, didn't want their photograph taken, but why would you even do that? It's not the so, point, yep. No, so I just deleted it. Yeah. It's a big joke in our photo club. They're always teasing me about being arrested. And uh, one of the uh, meetings about a year and a half ago, um, I was giving a small presentation, but before the presentation, one of the members came up and put handcuffs on me, and <laughs> I had to give the presentation in handcuffs because. Uh, and and it, that that's one of the one of the other challenges I have is in our photo club we have sixty plus members, and I'm the street photographer, no one else, mm-hmm. and I always try to put a positive spin on it. I downplay the, uh, the confrontational aspect and, and try to promote and try to tell them how really wonderful it can be. Yeah. All these interactions with people, as I said, are just great. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, you're out, you're, you're looking for hunting for patterns for um, light and shadow and textures and, and the people and how it all fits together to, to form a, a, a story. So there's a lot to it. A, a lot of people think I oh, just w- walk out there and there's someone walking down the street, so I'm going to take their photograph. Well, someone walking on the street doesn't necessarily make a good street photograph. That's right. So it's all about, hunt- I think, um, Valerie, I think you used the term, hunting is part of the um, part of the fun of going out and doing street photography. Yeah, so and being discerning. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Try and convince some of your other um, photo group people to uh, to come out with you sometime they might learn something yeah with their big cameras <laughs> big cameras yes <laughs> oh that's awesome so any uh last last tip that you would like to share to any small town street photographer it out there just you know just get out there mm-hmm. just walk just have your camera with you all the time and and look for opportunities. I was uh, waiting on a bridge, grumbling, because um, I'd have to stand there five minutes and wait for the boat to go under the bridge. Well, here's this row of cars. So I went out in the street and walked up the row of cars and took people as I walked past, mm-hmm. took pictures of people as I walked past. It was great. So um, keep an open mind. Keep yeah. walking. Yeah, there is there is a story happening on every street corner. Just have it's your responsibility to see it. Yeah, that's yes. right. I mean, just I mean, I, I agree with Monty. Just have an open mind. Go out there and um, and just keep your eyes open and, and be open to whatever's happening in front of you. Don't necessarily go out with a set objective. Yeah. Just go out and and see what develops and. Have your camera with you. Don't be afraid to talk to people. You know, I mean, I live in a very small town, so it's not very often that I will see a person that lives in town that I have that I don't know, or that at least I haven't seen around before. So, talk to them, and if you see someone strange in inverted brackets that you haven't seen before, say hello. Just yeah. start a conversation, and. Um, before you know it, you'll be uh, making photographs of all sorts of people. Yeah, and and work work on a work on a project. You know, um, mm-hmm. I think the you know the two projects that you guys are are planning on starting. I mean, those are awesome, and those you can do pretty much anywhere, any, anywhere in the world, in any size city. So uh, there is always something out there to document and 
the point is to get you out there as much as possible. Mm -hmm. so, mm -hmm. I agree. That's right. Awesome. Well, exactly. thank you so much, guys. This was this was really really good. Thank you, Monty. I know I had to twist your arm a little bit to come on the show. <laughs> thank you very much, Valerie. This this was, wasn't too bad. That's right. There, see, it's, it's <laughs> that, good fun. It's just a conversation between friends. That's right. Yeah. So, Monty, where can people uh, see more of your work? Oh gosh, um, Monty's photos. M O N T Y S photos dot com. Um, Instagram, Monty's Photo, Facebook, Monty Montgomery, or maybe Monty's Photos. I'm not sure about Facebook. Okay. We'll put the links in the show notes. Um, and Ken? Um, KenLyonsPhotography.com.au, because I'm down under in Australia. So uh, that's K-E-N-L-Y-O-N-S, Photography.com.au, and um, I have links to social media on the on the website awesome well thank you both um this was really fun um i i'm not going to complain next time i in minneapolis <laughs> well see you you have to make decisions about do i go to uptown or downtown yeah, or I midtown know. yeah i I'll just have to decisions. make a decision do i do i just go to town <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's like having to choose a lens or a camera. I don't have to make those decisions. One camera, one, one. downtown. That's, That's right. <laughs> well, that was awesome. Thank you so much. And uh, we are at the end of another episode of Street Focus. Please, ha please head over to thisweekinphoto.com slash street to subscribe to the show. And don't forget to leave a rating on iTunes. My name is Valérie Jardin, and you've been listening to Street Focus. Now it's time to grab that camera and hit the streets. Mm -hmm.